0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday the 14th of September. The COVID crisis in Victoria is continuing to worsen with the state recording its highest number of COVID cases since the Delta outbreak began. Victoria saw 473 new infections yesterday with authorities identifying the construction industry as one of the leading COVID spreaders with 13% of cases coming from building sites. As a result Victorian tradies are set to get priority COVID jabs over the next two weeks, while Treasurer Tim Pallas says they're also launching a four-week COVID compliance blitz. We've
1: had significant transmission on building sites and we simply can't afford not to act if that continues to grow. So the message here is this is a very serious state of affairs.
0: Meantime, an inner Melbourne school is under investigation after 31 cases have been linked to Fitzroy Community School. Victorian COVID boss Jerome Wymer says they are investigating claims parents were encouraged to send their children to school against health advice.
1: So we'll be working through with them to understand who's been in and out of the school, what their movements and contacts have been and how strong their COVID safe plans have been.
0: In some good news, Victoria is on track to hit the 70 per cent first dose target as early as this Friday, with just under 41 per cent of residents across the state now fully vaccinated. To New South Wales, and there is a glimmer of hope this morning as COVID cases start to stabilise in some hotspot suburbs across Greater Sydney. But with seven more deaths and 1,257 new cases detected yesterday, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian says it's still too soon to To lift lockdown rules, there is some stabilisation in key local government areas which have been the high had the highest number of
2: cases. We suspect and hope, fingers crossed, that it's because the vaccine rate is starting to kick
0: in, but we can't tell yet. It's too early. Meantime, the Yass Valley in regional New South Wales has been plunged into lockdown once again after a local resident tested positive. Mayor Rowena Abbey has told the ABC it's a massive blow for local businesses. That's uh, difficult for the small businesses who were gearing up to open and have had two days of being opened and unfortunately are now back into uh, stay-at-home orders. Meantime, there's a push for COVID case numbers to drop across New South Wales and Victoria before schools reopen. Appointments are now open for students aged between 12 and 15 to get the COVID vaccine. But there have been reports of some problems with bookings. Epidemiologist Professor Tony Blakely has told the project, fortunately, more vaccine supplies are on the way. Let's get the kids vaccinated, but there won't be enough vaccine available this week. But coming up in the next couple of weeks is not a flood, but a nice flow of mRNA vaccines coming and we will get those children aged 12 to 16 vaccinated. So hang in there. It'll be available soon. And in other news this morning, a man will face court today after allegedly assaulting three police officers in southwestern Sydney. Confronting footage has been posted online of the alleged attack. The 43 year old was arrested after allegedly kicking and punching two female senior constables in Bankstown before allegedly assaulting a third officer while in custody. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we begin in Queensland and a woman has suffered serious stab wounds in a horrifying random attack. Two workers from a nearby construction site came to the woman's rescue after hearing her cries for help, providing first aid before ambulance crews arrived. Our reporter Stacey Eldridge has more from North Queensland. A 16-year-old boy has been arrested after a woman was stabbed multiple times while sunbaking at a popular Mackay beach. Police say the 23-year-old was lying on the sand at Black's Beach at midday yesterday when the random horror attack happened. She was rushed to hospital in a serious condition with multiple stab wounds to her arms and legs.
2: It's a concerning act, it's a disgraceful act, and it's something that we're treating very seriously. She states that she did not know who the male was. There was no prior interaction and she has not seen him before.
0: Detective Inspector Tom Armat there. Anyone with information is being urged to come forward. And to New South Wales and delays are expected on the New South Wales-Queensland border with the reinstatement of the travel bubble between the two states. Travellers need at least one COVID vaccination shot and that's seen dozens turned around at the checkpoints. Our reporter, Rod McLeod, has more from the Gold Coast.
2: Thanks, Tash. Police are reminding cross-border workers, as well as parents taking their kids to school, that they need to ensure they have all their paperwork in order. Queensland's Deputy Commissioner Steve Golczewski says there's already been teething problems with the new requirements. We've
1: had some turnaround where they, they've turned up thinking they go to work and they haven't met the, the requirements around crossing, um, having had the uh, at least one um, jab, so one vaccination shot. Uh, people really need to check the system when they get in there. The system actually explains to them what they're required to do. It appeared many Tweed residents were gun-shy
2: yesterday, unsure if they could get across and unwilling to face the prospect of a fine. But with the relaxed restrictions and South Queensland avoiding lockdown for the time being, police are expecting more cars and longer delays at the border checkpoints.
0: Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. And Scott, despite limited air travel at the moment, a group of investors is digging deep with an offer to buy Sydney Airport. Yeah, Tash. good morning.
1: They certainly are $23.6 billion, if you don't mind. That's a pretty price. A higher price than Sydney Airport traded for even before the pandemic I don't know if that's the definition of optimism or long-term thinking as investors. I'm not sure which it is. But the group of investors basically saying, you know what, we like the asset. We think uh, planes are going to get back in the air. And we all think that's true. When they do, they want to own Sydney Airport. Obviously, we know uh, if you're in Sydney, the parking costs a fortune. They can make a few dollars out of that. Uh, but certainly, that's good news if you if you want some sense that someone's putting some money behind the economic recovery.
0: Yeah, the future looks good. And speaking of mm. air travel, another setback for Qantas, Scott. Yeah, this one's a
1: tough one. So they wanted to do an alliance with Japan Airlines for the Australia-to-Japan route. Obviously, two airlines competing. You fill two planes half full. No one likes that, or at least the airlines don't like that. They wanted to combine their services between the two countries. The A300 said, looking at that saying, well, hang on, if you guys do that... There goes competition. Effectively, these two are the only or almost the only business being done between the two countries, air travel-wise. And we know if you give two organisations a monopoly, prices tend to creep up So the ACCC hitting this one on the head.
0: And the same regulator, meantime, Scott, is trying to save Christmas, some may say, or at least try <laughs> to bring down the cost of Christmas as it looks into the cost, the extraordinary cost sometimes of shipping.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure there'll be a movie called The C Saves Christmas, but maybe there should be, Tush because it's one of those situations <laughs> where, uh, you know, the cost of freight has gone up by as much as nine times over the last few months. Basically, there are fewer ships and fewer containers going around the world. Now, global trade, despite the pandemic, is really good. It's not quite back to pre-pandemic levels, but it's really, really strong. The problem is there's simply just not enough containers, not enough vessels, as I said, and that means, as supply and demand would suggest, prices go up and they've gone up a very, very long way. The ACCC, just making sure no one's trying to take advantage of a pandemic and make too much money because someone's making that dollar. Maybe it's the shipping companies, maybe it's the freight businesses. Uh, We'll find out. But the ACCC is on our side, at least, when it comes to trying to keep the cost down because we are going to be paying more come Christmas time.
0: Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, (laughs) Josh. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett, a key Roosters player will front the judiciary tonight in the hope of being cleared to face the Sea Eagles on Friday.
2: Yes, good morning, Tash. Roosters hooker Sam Verrills is fronting the judiciary tonight, uh, hoping to have a careless high tackle charge downgraded so he can escape with a fine. He's actually already entered an early guilty plea, so he's not saying that he shouldn't receive some sort of punishment, but he just wants to be cleared to play the Sea Eagles on Friday night. Jared Wirea Hargraves offering a character reference for his teammate.
0: It's his first time um, sort of going to uh, judiciary. So being a young guy and and a bit of a
2: uh, a clean skin. So we'll see how he goes tonight. Now, the NRL has responded after changing its schedule so there's no clash with the AFL Grand Final. The prelim between the Storm and either the Panthers or Eels has been moved from 10 to 8 on September 25 to 4pm. The league's Graeme Annesley says the rationale is twofold.
1: It's a matter of ensuring that All fans who
2: want to watch both events can do that. One of the things we have to be very careful of, though, and the reason why it's being played on the same day in a different time slot, is that our games are played in the final series to try and even out as much as possible the turnaround times for teams. So common sense prevailing there, Tash.
0: Yeah, indeed. And Brett, the Demons are confident one of their star defenders will be fit for the big grand final.
2: Yes Stephen May of course coming off with the tight hamstring in that prelim final win over the Cats. It didn't look good but then he returned to the fields and he was training yesterday. Just a light run for the squad. Of course we've got that week off between the prelims and the grand final and teammate Alex Neil Bullen says that uh, May looks on track to play. Yeah well when I first saw him I think the emotion on his face said a lot how he was feeling and he was that happy so I knew straight away that it wasn't anything serious. Just a bit of tightness in the hammy and he's going to train and start that preparation for the grand final. Bit of movement in the Coaching ranks as well with Matthew Knights leaving the Cats after about 10 seasons and going to the Eagles, Tash.
0: Yeah, and to the cricket, Brett, the Aussie test side has a pain in the neck they hope will disappear in time for the Ashes.
2: Yes, Tim Payne having to undergo (laughs) neck surgery yesterday, suffering a bulging disc. Uh, He is confident he'll be back in full training next month. Doesn't leave him a lot of time to prepare for the Ashes, but importantly, he does believe he will be there. And just some news out of motorsport. The Gold Coast 500 has been cancelled for the second year in a row due to border restrictions. It was scheduled to be the final round of the supercar season, so they'll have to rejig the calendar there, Tash.
0: Another big day in sport. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And the fashion world's biggest night out, the Met Gala, is set to get underway this morning. The world-famous event was cancelled last year because of COVID, but it's back for 2021 with famous faces set to walk the red carpet along with influencers from Instagram and TikTok. This year's theme is, in America, a lexicon of fashion with American independence, the dress code. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.